Is it in your uh, Google Calendar? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast episode number 288 for patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is We're Talking Token. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock. And this is Freckleface, I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast covering the Worlds of Warcraft universe. Coming up in episode number 288 of HearthCast, a pet you can get right now from Dalaran, an add-on to help you show off your pet mount collection, and Open Raid is getting an overhaul. So, hey, Root. Hey there for Freckleface. What did you do this week in the Blizzard universe? Well, you know, I gotta tell you, I took one for the show. You took one for the show? I took one okay. for the show. How's that? I hung out in LFR Archimonde. Just to see if it was better? Just to see if it was possible. To see if makeup for last week? Yeah. Yeah. And we did it. Really? You got we, him down? We got him down. Wow. It only took seven stacks of determination. Does it only go up to five? It only goes up to ten. Oh. Uh, it's actually better than that. It's not the determination that was the factor. Okay. I don't know the add-on, but there was a guy in the raid group that had an add-on that told, that kind of it, it tattled on people. It said who was targeting what for the oh. majority of the time. So if what they did is after every wipe, this guy would post who was targeting the boss as opposed to the ads, and that person got kicked. Oh, wow. And we told everybody, if you target the boss, we're going to kick you. And I joined at three stacks of determination. Yeah, I should say that. So I wasn't there for the whole seven. I was only there for four. So we only wiped four times. And they, they, they systematically replaced people who didn't understand the mechanics, and we got it done. Or at least weren't willing to follow instructions. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it was one of those things, we built up on it, like, after every wipe, we go, okay, look, I want to see some AoE here. Next next, next, uh, next go at it, we had AoE. Then, you know, we wiped out Infernos. It's like, guys, we need to get the Infernos separated from each other, and we need to tank down the Infernos. I was like, look, a cloth, you can tank these guys down. They don't hit that hard. Sure. Got that done. Oh. And then success. So Archimon and LFR is doable if you do the mechanics. That's the big caveat here. It's still not a DPS race. Regardless of how many stacks of determination you have, it's still not a DPS race. But it's doable in LFR if you follow basic mechanics. And then I, I was kind of checking on root. You know one of the things I like to do every so often is look for what I call my low-hanging fruit achievements, like what am I missing here? And like, here, it's, I can do one thing here and get that achievement. I'm going to go do that one thing. Of course. Well, I was missing a single uh, blueprint for my shipyard for one of the thing, one of the add-ons for the ships, for like a, a ghostly spyglass or something. And it drops off one of the rares in Tanan. Yeah, he was you know, hanging out in his cave, and you go to the cave, and I like, I can't, I haven't camped a rare in I don't know how long. But I Did went, you use the group finder to jump around? No, I didn't. No? I didn't even think about that. I probably should have. <laughs> I just went over there and kind of hung out and uh, turned up the volume on my PC and walked out and kind of watched what people were doing in the living room. When uh, NPC scan went off, I went back in and I uh, killed the guy. And I was super happy. All right. So I finished that up and got the little Chivo. That was kind of cool. Fruit is now 94. He was 93 last episode. He's 94 now. 
Still leveling. Still leveling. Yeah. And what I've got him in now is I've I've done like all the bonus areas up to like ninety nine, ninety eight percent on some. Okay. And they're ready to go now. I'm hoping that those. I'm I'm kind of concerned because like there's one or two of them are at ninety eight percent. So I'm hoping that tonight when I go through and get them all turned in, that I might have to kill one or two in certain spots. That I'm hoping that the elixir of extra XP or whatever it's called. I'm hoping that that sustains me through the entire journey tonight. So you have one of those sitting in your inventory? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to pop it. Ready to go. Got it from the vendor right up there at the garrison. So, and I got something off the auction house too. Anyhow. Well, the vendor off the garrison, that's just the 20%. Oh, okay. And then the one off the auction house is the... Yeah, that's the expensive one. Yeah, a couple thousand gold. Yeah. Dark Rose. You remember Dark Rose? He's my uh, my druid. Worgen druid. Worgen druid on the Alliance side. He's on a completely different server. He was bankrupt a couple weeks ago. Remember that? I do. Yeah. It's very sad. It was. He's sitting on over 20,000 K now, though. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those things, as it was a nice challenge for me, because with my other characters who run my same server as my main, it's like if they need gold, well, I'll send them gold. We don't really have that option on a different server. So I had to earn the gold. And when you go from zero, it's it's a lot more interesting to go from zero to, you know, 20K in a couple of weeks. Now, granted, most of the time what I was doing is going around and killing the, the champions and getting the medallions and, you know, just some other stuff that gets you some gold. But it's very easy to get, you know, it took me about a week week or two to get up to 20,000 golds. Not, not too bad. Yeah, not bad. And that's just casually playing Dark Roast there. Other than that, I'm trying to do Corin Dire Brew on a weekly basis. Missed out on my raid this week. Um, I had some work where I worked like, I don't know, 48 hours straight doing, doing some coding. Yeah. <laughs> and so when it came, like, I finished up before raid night, but I was like, I'd been up 48, 48 plus hours before that. I'm like, I don't really think I should raid tonight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was a good decision because you told me that earlier in the day, like, I'm on two hours of sleep for the week yeah. or something like that. Yes. I, had. And I was like, root. I hope you don't try to raid tonight. Like, no. Because you've done that before. You've like not had enough sleep and be like, I still want to raid. So you raided and then into not good. I'm wrecked the rest of the week. Yeah. And just it's 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 horrible. So I'm glad you didn't do that again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I decided, you know, I'm going to sleep the whole day. Yeah. I did. I really didn't sleep the whole day. <laughs> so uh, that that was, but raid, the raid team is back. Uh, we are, we have picked up over there on open raid. We picked back that back up and um, it's looking good. We're raiding uh, this week on Thursday night, and it should be back in there with Archimon, so we should be good to go. What about you, Freckleface? How has your week been in the Blizzard universe? Pretty good. Um, so the other day, I volunteered to give somebody a port to the shrine, Pandaria, because it's mm. still the best place to go, because it's got ports everywhere, yeah, right? Is, yep. Uh, so I get on my Pandamage, just on the same realm as uh, my other Horde characters, and I realized she couldn't do it, because she's only 85. Oh. She's that uh, Herald of the Titans tune. I had gotten to 85, then got her the gear, and then got her the title, and then kind of left her there. Did you lock her in? Did you? I had locked her in. So I got onto her, and I was like, oh, I should at least level her to 90, get the portal. And had a few hiccups. So for one thing, I can't figure out where to go to start the quest. Like, she's sitting in there in the shrine. Okay, but I don't know any flight points to anywhere else in Pandaria. I can't remember how I got there. <laughs> uh, open up the journal... Journal's not telling me anything. It's like, oh, continue your adventure in Pandaria. View your quest log. My quest log's empty. This reminds me of, like, if you woke up, not that you ever would, but if you woke up, like, from a drunk at a party, <laughs> like you had a real binge night and you woke up, you're like, 
how did I get here? Yeah, and now you're looking for, you're looking for clues, right? Yeah. So you open a book, and it's like, oh, just continue where you left off. <laughs> but I don't know how I got here. <laughs> where am I? How do I? Go? <laughs> it's like so disassociated from anything else. Right? You're like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I queued up for a dungeon. Meanwhile, I start the quest. I, I was reminded I needed to go to Ogamar. For what? Well, that's where you start the quest chain. You talk to General Nazgrim, and Nazgrim's like, oh, we got this boat going over Pandaria. I had forgotten all that. Okay, so you were a panda. Yeah. You were in Pandaria, but had never done a Pandarian quest to get there? Yeah, I guess I had taken a port from some mage. <laughs> okay. That's the only explanation I can come up with. <laughs> so I get on the boat. I skip this cinematic. I land in Jade Forest. The queue pops. So now I go into a dungeon. I realized very quickly I'm not getting any experience. And I go like, oh, I turned it off. You turned it off. So I have to leave the dungeon, get the dungeon deserter, go back to Ogamar, <laughs> turn it back on. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go now. Now there's a portal in Ogamar to send me to the Jade Forest. Right. I'm like, that's cool. I go to Jade Forest. I see on the map where I go to turn in the quest. And I get right underneath it. The dude's still up in the boat, floating above the air. I can't get back up there. You can't fly yet. No, I can't fly. <laughs> if they had done Pandaria the way they had done Warlords, I'd be able to fly now and on my own. Right, but it's right. still weird. I have to be dying to fly. So it's really strange. I got to go back and do it. But apparently I need to like go back and then abandon the quest and like redo it. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. What do you mean no? What, is it on the server that I'm on? Yes. All right. I'll meet you there. Is it phased? Probably, not, yeah. Yeah, not, Jade Forest is phased. Oh, man, Because you build all these settlements while you're there. Yeah, I was going to meet you there with a flying mountain fly to the ship, but... No, um, remember we had issues even when we were leveling back in the day of it being phased. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to abandon the quest and start, start all over. over. <laughs> so I was a little dis- disjointed. Uh, but I just started doing pet battles because there wasn't that many mobs around. And it was the bonus week this week. Oh, that's true. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be my next goal. Uh, my priest that I just leveled up, I'm working on getting her garrison all the way up and running to turn out a profit. She's got the inn set up so that I have the um, gold quest coming in, gold mm-hmm. missions. And also she's recruiting um, scavenger, or the, I'm sorry, the treasure hunter followers every week. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to worry about getting any of the other followers. There's, There's no, no point. There's all no I want point. is just the treasure hunter followers. Yep. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> So I have that. I have uh, her doing tailoring. I'm like really close to being able to make my first hex weave bag. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I have the barn set up and the barracks so I can have a companion to run around with me when I go catch stuff for the barn. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Because everything I need for tailoring is all that fur. Mm-hmm. The sumptuous fur. But I have a good symbiosis going because uh, my hunter on the same server has so many garrison resources. But she's got a trading post. So I just take her over, take all the excess garrison resources, buy the first and the fur to uh, my priest. Okay, priest yeah. Smart it. move. I've also been doing Brewfest. Basically, on my three max level characters, I did the starting quest for it and the dungeon just once just to get the extra tokens. Mm. Um, because what I wanted was the stout elemental, which is 200. The Brewfest Banner Toy, which is 100, and then the, the grill, the sausage grill, which is also 200. Let me ask you a question. Yes. We had talked uh, prior to not getting some of our Brew of the Month uh, emails. Right. 
I got four. I did two. Okay. And then all of a sudden I started getting them on my characters. Yeah, like four of them. And and there was some weird post that Blizzard put out about, you know, unsubscribing from Brew of the Month Club or something. (laughs) Uh, And that's what prompted us to talk about, have you gotten it lately? I'm like, no, me neither. And now I got like four on all my tunes. I'm like, what is going on? Well, there's a new item that's being sold by the Brewfest vendor that allows you to cancel your Brew of the Month membership. Oh. Because it does go on continuously. And I, I don't know if some people are getting annoyed by it or if just clogging up their mailbox or what. or what. I don't know why you'd want to cancel it. I like it. I like it, too. I'd always forget and go and buy more, even though, you know, I should. <laughs> um, I'm glad it wasn't just me who got, like, four. Like, no, what? it wasn't just you. Going on a beer run with my tune. <laughs> so I actually found that splitting up the Brewfest activities between the characters is a little easier. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. doing any of the, the activities. I'm just doing the boss. Just the boss? Yeah. Yeah. So what is your goal with the boss? Just, I don't know. Because he's there. Just to do it, just do it? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm still playing a good deal of Heroes of the Storm. I bought the uh, Blood Elf to Randy skin Ooh. on sale. The Randy's like a redhead. I don't know. I like it. Every week. <laughs> Every week. Every week. Get you, I know. Face. They're going to get me. Every week. I keep on having sales. Every week. They're having extra sales this week. There's somebody sitting at Blizzard who went, Freckleface bought this week, queue up another sale. <laughs> uh, also in Hearthstone, I played Arena for the first time in a long while. They used to be kind of a habit of mine. Oh, yeah. I so, uh, playing Arena every time I had enough gold. So got five wins. I was pretty happy. And uh, yeah, pretty eventful week. One thing I wanted to follow up about last week, we were talking about the higher learning achievement. Yeah. With cuddles. And I was totally wrong about the pet that you get for it. It's not the book? It's not the book. It's oh. the Kieran Tor Familiar. Uh-huh. So it looks like the little um, Voidwalker pet, but it's a different color. Okay. Yeah, so it's not the book. Yeah, it's right. Which doesn't really make sense. You should get the book. You should get the book. But you don't. Oh. That's all right. Well, Frank, as we mentioned, Corn Dire Brew is in the game right now. So that's your holiday boss. And also the other Brewfest events, riding your rams around. And uh, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just doing the boss. I don't know why I'm not doing the others, but probably should. But, Freck, we do have a whisper. This is from Semenov, who says, Thanks for the auction house tips a few weeks ago. Set up some of these tools last week, and I'm up to 15000 plus 30000 market value inventory already. Awesome. Those are some of the tools we talked about a couple of weeks ago with uh, knowing what the value is on stuff and using uh, resource sites like WoW Auction to know what you've got and what the value is on stuff. It's awesome to know that people are, are, are making gold. I, I love, I am addicted to flipping. Completely addicted Completely to Completely addicted. There's nothing better than me going somewhere away from the game. And as I'm going there, I look at the auction house and I go, oh, I'm buying all those. I'm relisting all those. And then like an hour later when I'm leaving the event, I look at my phone again at the remote auction house. I'm like, I sold all those and I made 500 gold profit. I love that. It just, to me, it's like free gold. It's like Blizzard just giving you gold throughout the day, even though it's not Blizzard or somebody else is giving you gold throughout the entire day. And it's one of my favorite things. You know, here's a little tip, a little extra auction house tip. There are pets that you can buy. From vendors in the game right now, all over the world, that you buy for silver, like four silver, 40 silver maybe in some of them, and sell for like 20 gold. 
Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you go to the vendor like once a month and you buy like a ton of those, like 10 and you're selling them for 20 gold a pop, then yeah, that's easy. It adds up. It does. Yeah. When you bought them for 40 silver, you sell them for 20 gold. That's easy. Easy gold. I love doing that. Simonov, thank you so much for that uh, information. And I'm glad that is working out for you. Coming up next in general chat. Taking another look at the WoW token. The WoW token system went live in April of 2015, giving players a safe and legal way to exchange money, time, and gold. Almost six months after its launch, we wanted to take a look at exactly how the WoW token has impacted the game. As a quick review, there are only two things you can do with the WoW token. You can buy it with money from the in-game shop, or you can sell it in the auction house for gold. Now, while buying prices are going to vary from where you actually are in this planet we live on, in North America, it's going to, uh, it's, it's 20 bucks, $20 US, but that's going to vary based on where you're at in the world, but equivalent of about 20 bucks US. Now, the selling price is going to vary, dramatically vary from where you are. And from time to time, and depending on the supply and demand and other things we don't even see. Now, in the U.S., that's going to be around right now, 29 to 30K gold, which is actually pretty good right now. In other places, it's over like 200,000 gold. So it varies dramatically from where you're at in the physical world as well. As I mentioned here in the U.S. right now, as of this recording, the sales are between 29 and 30,000 gold. And there's some speculation as to why it is high. Uh, that speculation is right now people have more time than money. In other words, in my opinion, they've gone back to school, Freckleface. School started back up. People are back in school. They have more time and then they have money. And they're willing to spend gold, which is driving the price of that token up. Now, some quick reminders. You can only sell 10 tokens every seven days. So Blizzard has limitations on how many you can sell, and you can only buy 36 tokens every 24 months. So as well, Blizzard has how many you know you can buy. Now, when you first think about that, that's not that big of a deal because you're like, well, it's 24 months and I can buy 36. You have to think about that and spread that gold out to multiple accounts if you're going to buy them on multiple accounts so you don't run into that limitation. Also, they don't want you to get too far ahead of what your monthly subscription is. So that's in there too. Another thing to remember is that gold on the server account is pooled. In other words, it's going to pull from all your tunes on that server to meet that gold requirement. So if the token is selling for 29,000 gold, if I have a total amongst all my tunes, Horde and Alliance of 29,000 gold, it's going to pull all that gold together on that server and I'll be able to make that purchase. So I don't have to worry like one tune's got 10,000, another tune's got 12,000, another tune's got 15,000. As long as it's 29 cumulative thousand gold, it's going to make that purchase for you. So what happens, Freck, when you actually buy a token on the auction house? I've done this uh, several times. I've only done it once, surprisingly. Really? I have, uh, I've sold, but I've only bought one and only done that recently. Yeah. Well, the uh, game time has its own section in the auction house. Uh, you click on it, it just shows, rather than showing multiple listings, it just shows you the price. It says, here's what it's going for. Do you want to buy it? Um, when you buy it, you do get the item in the mail. 
becomes soul bound, though. So you cannot just buy it for gold from the auction house and then send it to a different character. Right. Nor can you relist it. No, you cannot. So you get in the mail, you, um, you use it, and it says 30 days will be added to your game time. It tells you in the pop-up when you are set to expire. Right. And when you use it, it tells you that time has been added, and now your subscription will expire on this date. Right. It's got the original expiration date of your subscription, and now the new, right underneath it, expiration date of your subscription. And the seller gets 100% of the gold selling price. Right. There are no auction house fees taken out of it whatsoever. They get 100%. If it's listed for 29000 or 29000 let's say, 150 it's going to sell for that exact amount, and the, the seller will get that exact amount. All right, so selling it is a little different. A lot of people have been confused about this. We just wanted to cover this a little bit. You basically aren't in control of much of anything at all when you are selling a WoW token. You decide when you want to sell it, and that's about it. So the system actually sets the selling price. It's going to tell you, hey, we estimate that your token is going to sell between this and that. Do you want to sell your token? That's a decision you get to make, yes or no. Yeah, okay, I'll go ahead and sell it. I'll go ahead and list it. You're put into a queue, and you're now going to sell around that price. If you say no, it, you know, you're more than welcome to come back later and decide when you want to actually sell that token. You can hold on to it until you want to sell it. You can't do anything with it. You can't even use it yourself, which, you know, Blizzard is just preventing you from making a dumb mistake there because you just paid 20 bucks for the token, and a month would have cost you like 15 So they're, they're, they're preventing you from making a dumb mistake. And costing you five bucks. So you can't use it yourself. All you can do is sell it and then let you know when you want to sell it based on, hey, this is going to sell for, you know, maybe it's going to say 23,000. No, I think I'll wait. Okay, now it's going to sell for 25,000. Yeah, I think I'll wait. Well, now it's going to sell for 27,000. All right, I'll sell it now. You sell your wild token. As I mentioned, I just recently bought one. I have sold several. I just recently bought one. Never bought one before because in my mind, I was like, you know what? My subscription, I bought it for a year. I've got plenty of time left. So why? Why bother? And then I thought, you know, I might as well go ahead and buy one of these because the price was going up and up and we're watching the trends going up and up. And I'm like, I think I'm going to buy it now before it goes up anymore. And it has gone up considerably since I bought mine. And then I decided to finally use it right before the show, actually, to decide to see what happened. And all it, like you said, all it does is add to your expiration date. I thought like it would be like, oh, no, you can't use this because you still have an active account. It doesn't care. It's like, hey, you know what? You're, you're, uh, you're, your account was going to expire in November. Uh, now it's going to expire in December. So you're cool. It's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, what I've started doing is uh, actually putting my subscription date on my calendar. Oh, there you go. And then when I see it coming up, I go like, hmm, do I have enough gold to buy a WoW token? And if I do, add it to my account, change the date in my calendar again. That's pretty smart. Is it in your uh, Google calendar? Of course. Of course. <laughs> now, I have seen people, I had a conversation, we talked about this on a show a while back. I am pretty sure we did where I saw a guy advertising in trade chat that he had a WoW token to sell. Lies. No, no. You could do that. You could advertise that you had one to sell. You can't sell it. Because remember, when you get it, it puts it into your inventory. It's just sitting in your bag. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he was trying to tell people that he had one to sell, he's probably he was just trolling or scamming. He was severely misinformed. Okay. He was quite irate because I had, I had a long conversation with the guy. I'm like, you know, you can't sell it that way. As we went over the Did details. Did you just buy it to flip it? No, no. He bought it thinking he could sell it, but he wanted to undercut what the price was on the auction house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't work that yeah. way, buddy. This is completely, completely controlled by Blizzard. 
it, you know, once you just, Blizzard decides what it's going to sell for, not you. So I've talked to people uh, in our WoW meetup group specifically and some other folks that are in our guild and other places about how the WoW token has affected their gameplay. And what I have found is there are a lot of people who will never, ever pay real money for their subscription again. They generate enough gold to purchase a WoW token every couple months or every time they need one on their account. Now, interestingly, we had a couple at our recent WoW meetup group, husband and wife. Little baby. Little baby. Who had yeah, a little, on a onesie. Yeah, said. Uh, player three enters the game. Yeah, so <laughs> she wasn't playing WoW until they got married. But it wasn't because of the marriage. It just happened that, you know, he played WoW. He's been playing since vanilla. And she had been playing characters on the trial accounts. So she tried different classes, different races, until she found something she really liked. And then she decided, okay, this is what I want to play. So she leveled a bunch of tunes to 20 and went, eh, not really for me. Eh, not really for me. Okay, this is the one. At that point in time, they used both the refer friend and the WoW tokens to get her account. So she has never paid and probably will never pay for World of Warcraft. And I have talked to other people, specifically in our guild, a dead guy who we've had on the show plenty of times. He's got enough gold and he'll never pay for World of Warcraft again either. He's you know just gets the WoW token every time he needs it. Now, there are those who have claimed that the WoW tokens were a pay-to-win mechanic that Blizzard introduced. They speculated that people were just going to buy massive amounts of WoW tokens, sell them for massive amounts of gold, and then use those massive amounts of gold to buy the top-end gear they could get on the auction house that is going to allow them to go do mythic raiding to down the latest boss and get you know the best stuff in the game. And that just has not happened. Yes, there's some limitations that Blizzard put in place, but the bottom line of it is, and the argument against this attitude that everybody had was, it still costs gold. They're still spending gold to get that gear no matter how you make the gold, you're still buying that gear with gold. Plus, they've never had their highest level gear available to be bought with gold. Right. Everything that's decent requires the experience of going into a raid or time or crafting. Yes, I can go to the auction house and I can buy, you know, 705 gear or 703, whatever it is. I can buy that gear, the BOE gear. I'm going to spend a pretty penny. Yeah, I can deck myself out, but that's not going to make me any better of a player than I am right now. I may, be, I may by default, do better DPS, but that's about it. I'm still going to stand in the fire. <laughs> you know? Of course. Still not going to have that achievement. And a lot of people still go, oh, you want to run with us on this? Show me that achievement. I don't have it. Then you're not running with us. Now, a lot of people also speculated that this WoW token was going to completely destroy the gold selling market. It didn't. I don't even really think it put a dent into it, Freck. The gold market, it made them become more competitive. All they have to do is undercut whatever the current gold rate is. You know, whatever you know, whatever the token's selling for, as long as they undercut it, they're going to make money. Right now, if you want to buy 30,000 gold, Freck, you're going to spend about $9.18 for 30,000 gold on the black market, whatever you want to call it. If anything... I kind of think that this might have had a little bit of a backlash and just caused the illegal gold market, if you will, to become more competitive and actually offer more services. They'll buy stuff off the auction house for me. They'll meet you in game. There's a lot of ways that they'll, they'll mail it to you. There's a plenty of different ways that they're doing to 
kind of surreptitiously get you the gold, all of which are legal. And we do not recommend whatsoever that you do because you will get found out and you will get your account banned and you'll get kicked. And then don't ever say that Root didn't tell you not to because I'm telling you not to. Well, not even that. Where does that gold come from? Most of it comes from stolen accounts. Stolen account is a big place for it. Uh, we there was a report out a couple of years ago where uh, prisoners were being forced to play right. WoW. So people are being exploited. Yeah. So that gold is it's you know it's not coming from a good place. You're not supporting good things when you purchase it. No, don't just don't. But those same services, in addition to offering just gold, remember I said they can have to up their game now because well Blizzard's offering gold. Fine, I will deck you out on a complete 705 BOE gear set for 212 bucks. Buy it all. You want a mount, any kind of mount you want, you can get. You want a crafted good, anything you want, you can get. You want something from the TCG game, anything you want, you can get. It's there. Completely illegal, but it's there. So it begs the question, with all that market still being there, and in my opinion, kind of buckling down and becoming a more solidified market now, is the WoW token still worth it? Now, if you are lucky with drops from the champions into non-jungle, 30k in an hour is extremely possible. If, if, you were to, if you were to get medallions on all four, that's an easy 25 to 30k depending on your server. If you got super lucky with drops. And that's not including you know other drops you might have or flips or anything else you're doing on the auction house that day. Realistically... It's going to take you a couple weeks to build that up if you're doing it casually. Now, I have spoken with people who say that they dedicate one weekend or a Saturday or a Saturday and a Sunday and a weekend every month. They dedicate that just for gold farming for their WoW tokens. So they run their dungeons on the weekend. They do all the bonus events. They do everything they can to get some enough gold that they go ahead and they, you know they, they get that twenty nine to 30,000 gold and they go buy the WoW token for the month. So if you want gold and you want it now and you want it legally, then yeah, buying a WoW token for 20 bucks and flipping that into 30,000 gold, that's a good deal. Right now, it's 30,000 gold, and that price is still continuing to rise. Now, Frecky, if you remember, when it first came out, it peaked at 35,000 gold, then dropped. Dropped significantly. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a few when they were 20,000. I sold mine at 35. Yeah. And since then, I've just kind of, I've sold between, yeah, 27 and 30,000 gold on mine. But I'm watching it go up and up and up now, so it's like it's time to buy. Now is a good time to you know go ahead and buy and and, and flip a gold, you know, flip a token rather for for gold and get that thirty thousand. And obviously, if paying for game time is something you don't want to do anymore, then by all means, buying a token for gold off the off the auction house is incredibly worth it. Now, Frank, I still consider myself a relatively casual player. I raid one night a week. You know, I play at least every day, and at the very least that I'm going to do when I play World of Warcraft on a daily basis, I'm at least going to do all my garrison chores, and I'm at least going to do uh, the champions in Tanan Jungle and unseen influences in Tanan Jungle, because you might as well do those at the same time. I don't always do the bonus events in Tanan Jungle, but I'm at least going to do unseen influences and my four champions and my garrisons on a daily basis. Other than that, if there's a bonus event for dungeons or mythic, whatever it is, what, unless it's pet battles or PvP, I'm I'm interested in the bonus events. And of course, my shipyard, doing the shipyard, that's part of the garrison, I would consider that. But doing just that, 
20,000 gold to 30,000 gold is not unachievable in a couple of weeks. So I like the idea of dedicating some time during the week or some time during the month if it's a full day or two just to take those resources, that gold, and earmark it for a WoW token. There's some fantastic resources you guys can look into. WowToken.info is what I would consider the number one resource. What's cool about them is they don't just show the U.S. prices. They show the prices from around the world, and it's amazing how much other people are paying for WoW tokens. Like uh, in Asia, it's in the 200,000s for a month. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So the WoW token has had a positive impact on the World of Warcraft. It has provided a safe and legal way for people to exchange money for time, time for gold, and gold for time. Did you know you could do that? Now, Rick, you mentioned earlier you like your low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Everyone's probably like to go after some low-hanging fruit. Might as well. It's there. So this is a pet that will completely fit that criteria. I'm interested. It can take less than five minutes, and it's free. All you have to do is really just go to Dollaran. This is called Netherius Candle. It's a pet that is a floating candle. In Dollaran, you have to find the NPC. You just do slash tar neth. Because that's a lot of vowels. Until you target Nathera's light. Once you have the NPC targeted, you just do slash cheer a few times. You have to be in range? Yes. Okay. It's not difficult. And after a few times, you'll get a message that you've learned a new pet. You just automatically learn it? You does just it, learn it. It doesn't show up in your inventory. Nope. You just learn it. You just learn it. Do you, did you get the little gold thing and you cheer or whatever? Yeah, you cheer. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's all it takes. That's it? Yeah, it's all it takes. That's my kind of pet. <laughs> Doesn't cost you anything. Um, the only reason why it might take you a little bit is that if someone has just recently been to Dollaran and grabbed the pet, it might take a few minutes for it to respawn. Oh, does she go away after you? Right. After um, someone acquires it, then you know, it takes a little bit to respond, but not too long. Typically about 15 minutes. This makes me want to take a fruit, my mage. And like tell people that it's like a, some kind of a special event. And yet <laughs> they can pay me fifty gold for a port to to Dalaran to, Dalaran to, to get, get that pet to get their pet. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it'd be, it's it'd really be cool me. Pet. <laughs> um, this is actually just a side note. This is named after a community moderator, Nathera. Uh, she uses the avatar of a candle because she answers questions of curious gamers. Yeah. And she is known to be kind of a beacon of light. I was going to ask the where this community. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So in reality, I'm going to take fruit my mage. I'm just going to port myself there. <laughs> so there you have it. You just go to dollar in slash tar neth and then slash cheer. Get yourself a brand new pet. Time for the add-on spotlight. Well, we were talking last episode with Cuddles. We discussed a feature in the mount journal that is a summon random favorite mount. Yeah, and he had no idea you could just drag that down to your action bar. And right, and this it. is a handy feature that you can use to show off your cool mounts without taking up your whole screen with hotkeys. However, just like some players like to show off their array of mounts... Other players like me, we want to show off our menagerie of pets, little companion pets. Got all kinds of pets. 
But while the pet journal also has the option to favorite a pet the way the mount journal does, there is no function to summon a random favorite one. Now this is where this add-on random companion comes in handy because it does that and so much more. Uh, this add-on is just one word, random companion. It can be found in Curse. And it's got a lot of really cool features. Its basic function is to summon a random favorite pet or a random favorite mount. What they have done better than Blizzard is rather than just having an on-off for a pet or a mount being a favorite or not, you can mark your preferences with a scale. Right. They have weighted preferences. Weighted preferences. So if you have a pet or a mount that you really love, they'll be summoned more often than just some you want to see in your rotation every once in a while. So you have your, I really like this, and I kind of like this, and it's all right. Right. Like, I'm going to put my Ashes of Alar, you know, all the way up to 50. And maybe Sparkle Pony will be, you know, 30. Because I do like Ashes of Alar a little better than Sparkle Pony. Everybody does, Freckle Face. Of course. Well, publicly, secretly, it's the opposite. <laughs> of course. Now, your preferences, these, these weighting of these different favorites, these can be assigned either account-wide or... Or per character basis. Right. And that's important. You pointed this out to me because at first I was like, yes, yeah, so what? But then you pointed out role playing. Role playing. Exactly. And for example, fruit for you, your mage is the only one that will pet battle, right? That is correct. So he might have a higher tolerance for pets that he's willing to be seen with. Whereas root, your warlock, you know, there's a few pets in there that are look scary that are basically miniature versions of demons. That's all he summons? That well, might be what all he wants to summon. All he summons is that in the, the iron, uh, what was it, iron ball thing? The starlet? Yeah. Yeah. I have a story about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a fruit, yeah, he just summons parrots. Just parrots? Yeah. See? This there you week. go. This week. This week. Yeah. Because of the pirate thing. <laughs> if you have a lot, it can be a little bit effort to set up that scale so if you want to just do it account-wide and just do it once and be done with it, you can do that. When I have used a similar add-on in the past, I would forget to use it. I want a pet next to me, but I would take a flight path or get busy or something, and then I wouldn't have a pet there. And I would have to constantly remember to keep summoning a pet. Now, with this add-on, you can summon a pet once. And depending on your preferences, you can turn this off if you don't like the idea of this. But you can have it so that it will continue to auto-summon a pet after you log in, after you take a flight path, for example. Other times in the game when your pet might be dismissed. Like you died. Like you died, and this add-on will summon your pet for you. Like you wiped four times on Archimond. You can set it to automatically summon a different pet after a certain amount of time, if you want to change it up. The default is 15 minutes, so as you're playing, if you don't change anything in the settings, just every 15 minutes, your character will just put out a different pet. Um, You can change it all the way up to an hour, or you can turn it off. You can also have this add-on auto-dismiss when entering a raid, or when you're stealth and flagged for PvP. Both of those are amazing, Uh, the the auto-dismiss functionality of it. That's what sold me. Because you don't like having your pets out on raids. I didn't realize this about you. I don't. No, I I am serious business when it comes to raid. No toys. No toys. No, I gammon will save us. No, no. I'm, what I'm here. Here's me in a raid, right? Right. Uh, if it's LFR as a warlock, I will drop uh, hellstones. If it is 
uh, raid raid. No, you bring health potions. You don't you don't get health stones because health potions are better. And if you're too lazy to get health potions, that's on you, not me. I will drop my summoning portal, obviously, whenever I can. That's cool. And uh, yeah, I'll drop my little port, my, my teleportation thing, my tunnel. You know, in situations where it's appropriate. Other than that, no pets, no toys. Uh, my my, uh, my repair mount, if I can, I'll you know, get that. Yeah, that's it. That's U- it. Total utilitarian. No, no, nothing else. But out in the world, you're fine having your pets out. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's a lot. You get in a rate, no pet. Love it. That way, people don't know that I might be, you know, running around with a little itty bitty void walker going, "What's up, dude? <laughs> Let's go, man!" Even though the itty bitty void walker is the same size as my character. <laughs> the add-on does several other things that you might not use all that often. Like there's a slash command to summon a random passenger mount. I've got well, if you include the tundra three, because a lot of people know you can kick those dudes off your vendors, and other people can mount. People don't know that. <laughs> Oh, that's true. <laughs> they still give you attitude. Oh, yeah. They still yeah. say the same things. You eject them and other people can mount up and you just go. But people right. forget about that. Right. So I really like this add-on. I was using Mount Q and Mini Pet Q before, but this add-on has more functions than those. So I'm getting away from those and trying out uh, Random Companion now. now. I don't know if it was a ELV UI thing, so I used that as my UI. Okay. But when I went AFK... Now, the reason I think it might be is because ELV UI and Tuck UI both have a AFK mode that changes what the screen looks like. It has like a, it superimposes a larger version of your character dancing or doing some other stuff. It's, okay. It gives a, a different weird camera angle. Now, I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but when I went AFK in game, this add-on was, was like freaking out, trying to summon another pet and it's like you can't do that and try to do it again you can't do that it's like in this continuous loop now where were you when you went afk uh, i was in my garrison because i had hair i had harrison jones and i was okay. letting people come in i don't so, know i haven't seen to do that i'm just saying it probably is a elv ui thing since it has that afk mode it's probably just some weird coincidence with those two i have mine because i was testing it i had it set up for five minutes and i'm like running around the other night and I hear this weird noise. I'm like, what was that? And I look at my character because I'm thinking something just happened. I didn't click on anything. I didn't do anything. And I was running through somewhere. I forget. I'm like, oh, I was in a cave. <laughs> I'm like, what was that? And I turn and now there's an iron star chasing me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? And so I, I go to run. And I'm like, why am I running? I'm going to fight this thing. So I turn around and I can't target. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, that's my pet. Oh, oh, <laughs> I changed pets. Okay. And that's when you go, I'm so glad I'm in a cave and nobody else saw me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel every time I'm in my garrison and one of my scary looking pets just like wanders up to me. <laughs> because they're not just wandering around aimlessly. Sometimes they will just kind of like follow you around for a little bit. The creepy crawly hand thing? The crawly hand thing. The uh, Kung Fu Panda was actually kind of startling when he came up on his own. <laughs> what up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like kicking and punching. You say you, you were happy that you're in your garrison when that happens. Why are you happy you, you're in your garrison when that happens? No, I said it reminds me. What oh. happened to you reminds me of how I feel when I'm in my garrison and my pets that are wandering around freely because of the um, pet, pet building there. And how do you feel when that happens? I feel very unnerved. <laughs> I know, because it used to be like 
you know, leash distance from me. Oh, so you had them at arm's length and you were okay with that. Yeah, because you're used to them following you. You feel like, you know, you're taking a dog on a walk or whatever. So you're in control. Right. But as soon as, like, they're wandering around and you have, like, like, I have this uh, pet. It's called Venus. And it's just, like, this vine that moves. And when that thing, like, wanders up to you out of nowhere, it's just really weird looking. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little freaky. I can see that. Okay, so that's your caveat for this add-on. Is that possible interference with uh, Tuck UI? And EOVUI. And And be wary of scary mounts chasing you randomly. And pets, yeah. And pets. Just remember that you have that and it can turn on and and it does that noise and it's it's all good. Yeah. Just remember that because when you're running in a cave and something chases. The other thing is I had just killed that rare and it's a skeleton rare and there's like skeletons everywhere and then I hear that noise and I turn and there's that thing. I'm like, oh man. So I'm guessing you're not going to be setting the singing sunflowers one of you. Oh, I don't have that one. You don't have it? I will never have that one. And I, I want I want to kill that. You don't want to just randomly hear singing? No. Don't. Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spare you this time. I appreciate that okay. freckle face. I really, really Open Raid has been acquired by Zerg ID. Zerg ID has been in beta since November of 2014, and their gamer-centric approach to social networking has landed them a high-profile users like Method, CivHD, and Sky Does Minecraft. Zerg ID and Open Raid have the same goals to help players to connect, advance, and dominate. In other words, achieve the impossible. By joining forces of Zerg ID, Open Raid will be able to bring their event management tools to hundreds of other games, such as League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm, and Guild Wars 2. Open Raid founder and developer Bart Vandenberg, now the lead web developer for Zerg ID, has already begun the development process for a new website combining the event management tools of Open Raid with the social networking features of Zerg ID. The estimated launch of the new ZergID.com is the summer of 2016. Open Raid will continue to function under the existing domain until the launch of the new ZergID.com, and they plan to test new features that may eventually become part of this new site next year. Open Raid members can now use their OpenRaid.org login and password on ZergID.com. Any World of Warcraft characters on your account have already been conveniently added to your ZergID profile. Please rest assured that your password remain encrypted during this process using a hashing algorithm which cannot be easily decrypted. OpenRain has a dedicated place on the forums to address questions to the best of their abilities. And remember that OpenRain isn't going anywhere for quite a while and they do plan to reach out to members for advice, suggestions, and beta testing opportunities as they begin work in the new ZergID.com in the coming months. forget to head on over to iTunes and give us a rating there. Little comments, let us know how we are doing. We like getting notes and it helps us gauge our community and see how we are performing and what we can do to improve our show. I'd like to thank all of our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitter. 
Don't forget to hang out in Brewfest, ride your Rams, and defeat Corin Dire Brew at every chance you have. And as we close this show, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. Visit our website, hearthcast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Ruth and Freckleface. I love the twins.